0: Hey, Wizards, this is Emma Green, and you're listening to the Emancipation Proclamation. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Clow as our guest today.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: In this podcast, we will be breaking down the most popular Democratic candidates running for election in 2020 and explaining how new voters can vote. So let's go over some of the Democratic candidates most likely to gain more traction as we get closer to elections. First up, we have Joe Biden. Joe Biden's name has been known since the Obama administration, meaning he has experience in office. He's a meme sensation and part of a bromance with Obama. He was vice president during Obama's presidency and is now running to be president. Mr. Clow, what do you think some pros are of Joe Biden, whether it be some of his political ideology or his dashing good looks?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, the looks doesn't really play that big of a factor for me. (laughs) Um, I'm focusing more on his plans of action. And I think ideologically speaking, you know, Biden and I have a lot of similar views as to how to make this country and this world a better place. I love his plans on, I think, America's image in the world and what America's role in the world should be in terms of preventing climate change, protecting our environment, and basically how we interact with different countries around the world. I love that vision. I like some of his domestic plans as well in terms of the economy and, you know, strengthening what he calls the backbone of America, which is our middle class. And I think... You know, whenever you look at history, and I always tell my students this, you know this as a student of mine, before you're political, you should be historical. And I think if you looked at any society, at any point throughout history, a healthy economy is dependent upon a strong middle class. And that is something he is making a point of focus on, um, trying to improve upon, and bringing more people up from the lower class into the middle class. And I think his... Main plan of attack is through, uh, is through taxes and taxing the lower classes less and putting a little bit more of the tax burden on the upper class. He now, also
0: raised the minimum wage, like in 2015, mm-hmm. he raised in New York State like the minimum wage to 15 an hour before. And the administ- during Obama administration, the federal was um, the federal minimum wage was 12, dollars which is outstanding.
1: Um, And those are the kind of things I think we're going to need to continue to strengthen our middle class. Um, The one issue I do have with Biden, and it's almost this unfortunate, like, Side effect of just where our country is right now. Um, you mentioned the bromance with Barack Obama, and I loved the Obama presidency in terms of I loved his vision, um, his execution of some of the plans. I think did not go to plan, which also created problems. But you know, Obama's a lightning bolt now. You know, you either love him or you hate him, and there's yeah. doesn't seem to be any middle ground, and that's what creates that divisiveness. And the fact that you're right that. He is basically trying to ride Obama's coattails in a way. Hey, he did all these great things that I'm going to continue. If you like Obama, sounds great. If you don't like Obama, though, that's going to create issues. It's going to create also more divisiveness, which I don't think our country really can afford right now. So my main issue with Biden is, is he going to be able to unite Both sides of the country, you know, and try to find a middle way. Um, And I think as we keep going into the rest of these Democratic candidates, that's going to be a big thing for me is the plan can be great. The plan can be the right plan. It can be morally the right plan. But is it going to be a plan that the country accepts? Because if it's just going to lead to just more fighting and more hostility and little to no action, how good is the plan? Not everyone is going to want the same things. People are going to have their own agendas. They're going to have their own needs. And yes, you do have to be able to communicate with all different groups as to, all right, this is the best plan for us. How can we make compromises to get as close to that plan as possible? Um, there's a great line from the movie uh, Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis that I just I absolutely love, and it's the scene where he's arguing with um, Douglas about you know what way this country should be going, and he makes this comparison to a compass, and he talks about you know having a compass is great, it will always tell you where due north is, where you're supposed to be going. But a compass doesn't advise you as to the mountains you'll have to climb, the streams you'll have to cross, the swamps, the quicksand, and all the obstacles that will be in your way. So knowing due north is great, but what's the point of plunging ahead to just, you know, drown in a swamp? What point is knowing due north? How, how much good can that serve you? So I think, yeah, having a vision is one thing, but uniting the people around the vision is more important, and it's going to require to make compromises, and is Biden going to be someone that people are going to want to make compromises with?
0: Personally, for me, mm-hmm. I think we need someone more, I guess, in the middle of things, Yeah, and Biden's more left than Mm -hmm. what we will need in the 2020 election.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I think um, I have to really be careful with my words. When Obama was elected, I think a lot of people viewed him as extreme left. And then in our 2016 election, President Trump's elected because the country decided, okay, maybe extreme left isn't the right way. So let's try going more to the right or even extreme right in a lot of ways. And I think you know you look at the polls and uh, you know President Trump's approval rating, but also where these Democratic candidates are coming in, and that there's really no clear, decisive favorite at all. And I don't know how well that really works for the Democratic Party. I think people want something more in the middle, and what we're having is extreme left or extreme right. And right, we, we almost need someone more in that middle to satisfy. All groups.
0: Well, that brings us to a next person. Next, we have Pete Buttigieg, or how do you pronounce Bu- it? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I just
1: kind of blur all the G's together and hope for the best. <laughs> yes.
0: He is also known as Mayor Pete because he ha- he was a two-term mayor in South Bend, Indiana. He's a Harvard graduate and a prominent member of the Millennial generation. He's only 37, so that (laughs) makes sense. He's also a Rhodes Scholar and a member of the Navy Reserves. Actually, during his first term, he was deployed to Afghanistan for the first seven months. Yep. Um, If Buttigieg does become president, he would be the first openly gay president.
1: I'm a big fan of Pete. I'm a big fan of Mayor Pete and what it is he stands for. Um, I, I think he best represents that middle way. Uh, in terms of being able to bring Democrats and Republicans together to at least have a conversation and things not being so divisive. Um, The big thing I like about Pete, and whenever— I would suggest this for anyone who— and it's totally okay to be like, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay to admit that sometimes, but then go find the answers. And so whenever I go into an election, I like to do research on each candidate. You just go right to their website, and they— to list for you in great detail what their plans are and how they are going to try to basically enforce them or to make them pass. And when I looked at his plans, I'm like, yes, 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 and yes. I liked a lot of them. Uh, a big one for me, and it's the first one I look at whenever I look at a candidate, can you take a guess? Which? which education. It, it's education. It 100% is. I think education, and I, I could be very biased because I'm a teacher. But I really do believe that any community, country, society that emphasizes education the correct way um, will have a very prosperous society. Again, you look back at all of history, all of the great civilizations that you've studied, you know, the wonderful ones you studied in my wonderful Global One class, every single one emphasized education. And I'm not saying we don't emphasize education. I just think there has been a less of an, I would say, um, a less of a value than it has been in years past. And you look at all the events that have happened in the last 20 years, you understand why. There's a lot of big things to worry about. But I think education is the long term investment in. Basically being able to discuss and have that discussion as how to best fix the things that are happening in our country. And education opens up more doors to finding more solutions to problems. Um, you know, again, you just go down the list between Republicans and Democrats and how the complete opposite they are in solving so many different things. And I, I honestly feel, though, when you if you and I were to have a conversation, and you and I don't think a lot of the same things... Um, we would still be able to make a compromise based on the amount of access that we have to education, to information. And I feel like, right, when you're dealing with a group of people who do not have that luxury, it becomes much harder to find those solutions. So you, if you look closely at his plan for strengthening schools across this country, not just urban schools, but rural schools as well, suburban schools – Teachers and uh, especially, I, I love the line that um, teachers should be honored as soldiers and paid as doctors. Um, I'll settle for a step below that. <laughs> but I think anything we can do to attract more people to the field, better qualified teachers, people who are even more invested in the wonderful ones we already have, means our kids are going to benefit from that. So it's about, right, it's about investing in our future. And to me, education's always been the way to do that. So a candidate who prioritizes education, is a candidate I want to invest in.
0: Well, speaking of education, I know Bernie Sanders is actually pretty big on education. He's Brooklyn-born, an independent, and nearly 30-year veteran of Congress who considers himself a democratic socialist. So there's a lot of um, controversy with him. Uh, A lot.
1: (laughs) Every year, whenever I talk about um, the commercial revolution and the development of the free market system, I put on the board that economic spectrum. And on the right side, you have the free market system. And on the left side, you have the command market system, which is communism. The free market system is capitalism. Either system you look at, if you look at it in its purest form, true capitalism and true communism, neither one work. You know, again, you look at... But
0: wait, that's why we have a mixed economy.
1: Exactly. That's why most economies around the world are a mixed economy. About 90% of the world today has elements of a mixed market economy, neither one in its extreme works. I mean, you look at failed communist states throughout history, like the Soviet Union, what's been going on in Cuba. Um, North Korea is another prime example. They have not been able to work for a variety of different reasons. Um, But you also look at true free market systems, and you look at America in the late 1880s, late 1890s, the kids at home will know it as the Gilded Age, (laughs) in which big business basically went unchecked by the government, it created a litany of problems. It created a huge disparity between the rich and the poor. That gap, the lack of a strong middle class, leads to economic downturn. So Either system in its purest form doesn't work. You need to have elements of both. And the issue with Bernie is a lot of people are going to look at him as extreme left, which is communism. And that's going to turn off a lot of people. So it goes right back to the issue with Bernie is how is he or I'm sorry, with Biden, how is Bernie going to be able to unite both sides with his plans? And I don't see how he's going to be able to do that. We need to be able to find someone that, again, can can unify us. I, I don't know if... I hate to be pessimistic, but I don't know if that person's out there. I, I Again, I think Pete is the closest one from the Democratic Party. Um, but, again, I like Bernie's plans. I like Biden's plans. The, I know you're gonna, you, you want to go into Elizabeth Warren in a second. I love her plans. And I really like her as a person, too. I don't know if the whole country is going to rally behind it. That's my issue.
0: Well, there's also a lot of controversy with Elizabeth Warren with mm-hmm. how... Just because she well, she is a second term senator and she has scholar background. She is from Oklahoma, so she has some um southern roots. Sure. But she also has a lot of controversy with the whole Native American college issue that she had. From what I read, I read that she when it asked for like what ethnicity you are, mm-hmm. she said that she was yes. Native American. Yeah, she did. But I don't think she really or she is, but it's like it's like what people say, like one sixty. Yeah, majority. it's a very, it's very
1: like, loose, loose connection. So, yes
0: people got mad about that, and now people call her, like, Pocahontas. Yeah. Which is also a lot of controversy. Like, the other day, during Thanksgiving, actually, I was at this um, family friend's house, and I was talking to one of the guests there, and he's a very, he's more Republican than I am. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how, like, if it came down to Trump and Elizabeth Warren, he would vote for Trump because he wouldn't support Pocahontas. And I was like, I see.
1: Yeah, it's funny, especially adults, like, Thanksgivings are always fun because the conversation's always going to go political, even for a second. Now, when I go to my in-laws' house, we are warned because my wife has an aunt and an uncle who is from Texas. Uh, lived there for years, super super conservative, and the rest of her family is super super liberal. Um, so it creates for very exciting conversations. But we're warned every year; we're not talking about it. And if you do talk about it, you keep it very, very quiet. Um, So this year we had very, very quiet talks about Elizabeth Warren. And I echo the same things that I'm saying here in this podcast with you. Um, And when I went home, though, I talked to my mother especially. And she is just her own character. um, (laughs) She always says she's Democrat, but she always ends up saying some things that could lean more to the right. She thinks Elizabeth Warren is just a terrible choice. Her and Bernie. And I'm like, but you're a Democrat. I don't understand. She's like, well, she's going to take away your health care. She's taking it away, Kevin. You can't have that happen. I go, well, Ma, where did she say she was taking it away because I never actually heard her say word for word that she's taking it away. It Kevin. It comes
0: back down to the education. People need to be educated.
1: Exa- so I said that to her. I'm like Ma, did you go on to her website and like look at her plan? And she's like, well, well no. But I heard it. I'm like, well, who did you hear that from? I go, look, okay, it's so funny because now in social studies classes, we're emphasizing this all the time. And I know you've heard it. Check your source. What's your source on this? What's your evidence to support this? And it's so funny how that even applies to real life because I had the conversation with her yesterday. Uh, she FaceTimed me. She was making chocolate chip cookies, so I got all excited. And I'm like, Ma, like I, I want to let you know I went on Elizabeth Warren's website, and I could not find specifically where it says, I'm taking away your health care. Now, her health care plan would replace a lot of people's health care. But like I told her, I go, Ma, would that pass in Congress? She goes, no, it would never pass. I go, exactly. So the only way her vision would happen is if she made compromises. And if there's enough people that say, no, don't take away my health care, she would have to amend that or it wouldn't get passed in Congress. And again, That's why, to me, it's so important that we find a candidate who is willing to make compromises, to unite both groups together. And I'm like, Ma, if you really believe that Elizabeth Warren would do this in a very unilateral, almost like a dictator-type way, which, again, if you know your U.S. history and your U.S. government, how it works is no president can do that. It has to pass through Congress. Well, maybe Andrew Jackson. Yes, maybe with the exception of an Andrew Jackson, maybe, absolutely. But again, a lot of people, they were united behind Jackson. They loved Jackson. Jackson was the man of the people. So he had that public support. Elizabeth Warren would not have that public support. It wouldn't work that way. So she would have to make compromises, and if she's unwilling to do it, healthcare will never change Then So you don't have to worry about it. So you don't have to stress out about it that much. All right, so it's funny. Having the conversations with adults, people who are older than you that are supposed to know better, it sometimes doesn't always work out that way. That's why it's so important for you, the voter, to go out there and find the information on your own.
0: So for kids that are like like myself, mm-hmm. turning of eight, age, actually, yeah. like we're turning 18, yeah. How do we vote?
1: You just go online and you register. It's the easiest thing in the world. But what
0: if we're away at college? What about absentee ballots? How do we sign up for that? A-
1: again, if you can figure out how to set up your own Instagram, TikTok, Twitch accounts, <laughs> you can figure out how to register online. Guys, it's so easy. Everything's online. It's talking. You're talking about five minutes of filling out, clicking boxes, and then you're on, you're registered. It really is that simple. It's just the act of deciding to go out and actually
0: do it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Emma. All information is from New York Times, Politico, PBS, and Rolling Stones. That wraps up our breakdown. Thanks again, Wizards. See you next time.